1: Welcome to the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga from Cleveland.com, and you've joined us for our first off-season edition of the, uh, the podcast this year, and we're jumping right in with some news on Michael Brantley. The Indians outfielder underwent surgery on his right ankle uh, Wednesday, and he's expected to take four to five months to recover. The Indians have until three days after the end of the World Series, to exercise a team option on Brantley's uh, contract, $11 million for next season if they pick that option up. Uh, Another way they could go would be to give him a $1 million buyout and send him to free agency as he's rehabbing, and the the team could try and renegotiate a contract, something that they could try and get him back into the fold for next season at significantly less than the $11 million they'd owe him if they picked up the option. Chris Antonetti from the Cleveland Indians, he talked to local media this afternoon about Brantley's status, and he briefly mentioned the contract situation, saying that the Indians were still trying to work through their decision-making process on whether or not to pick up the option. So what we're going to do here is let you listen in to about three minutes of the the press conference with Chris Antonetti, and local reporters as they they asked him about Brantley's status and the injury. And then after that, we'll be joined by Cleveland.com tribe beat writer Paul Hoynes, and we'll discuss a little further uh, some of the details of Brantley's situation. So sit back here as we head into the conference call, and then on the other side, listen in as we talk to Paul Hoynes. When you guys were, were going through the ALDS, I mean, did you know that this this surgery and this, out, this outcome here with Michael was a possibility at that time?
2: We knew it would be a possibility. Uh, we had conferred with the doctors, and they had assured us that Michael wasn't really at risk for additional injury to the ankle. And, you know, the best course of action would be to get through the season and then at the end of the season, reassess where his ankle is, do some additional testing, and then determine the best path forward. And... Following the season, Michael had, you know, another opinion by Dr. Anderson in uh, North Carolina. Dr. Anderson confirmed and shared a similar opinion of Dr. Clanton in Colorado uh, and recommended that they go and do surgery to stabilize the ankle because that would give Michael the best, uh, you know, the the best path forward. And so that's exactly what we did. How does this affect your decision on whether to pick out his options? No, that's something we're still working through. You know, how does his durability now weigh in with these decisions you have to make going forward? Well, I think the good news about this time is we have clarity about the path forward with his ankle, and the outcomes for this surgery are really good. And based upon the time frame we've been given from the doctors, we expect them to be you know, ready for the start of the season or very close to the start of the season next year, which would make him available to us. And I think, as you said, what we've, all, what we've seen is that when Michael's been healthy and on the field, he's been an exceedingly productive player and, he, and continues to be a um, critical, uh, critical and important person within our organization. If you guys retain
0: him, Chris, could you foresee a position change for him? Um, you know, he's been hurt twice in yeah, the last
2: not... couple of years. And... Yeah, Paul, that's something that we would have to work through and think about the best composition of our roster, but also have a better understanding of what would best position Michael uh, to stay healthy and, um, and succeed. So um, any discussion of that right now would be far too preliminary and um, not something that we've really engaged in any sort of detail.
1: Chris, would there be a possibility if you guys did decide to decline the option of trying to work with Michael on, on a different structure of a contract is given the extent of injuries he's dealt with over the last couple of years?
2: I'm not sure it's productive for me to get into hypotheticals, Jordan. First, I think it would make the most sense for us to work through that option decision and then deal with anything at that point. Um, as I've always told you, as I shared when we got together at the end of the year, we've always envisioned Michael being a part of our organization, not only 2018 but beyond.
1: If he was still dealing with this, you think you could have made better use of that roster spot?
2: Just for clarity on that, his ankle was unaffected when when hitting. So the the places where he would have been limited were when he was running, and he really didn't have a whole lot of opportunities in the series to run. But to give you an idea of how Michael was feeling in his subjective reports, we were actually considering him as an option in the outfield based upon how he felt about his ankle, both the strength and um the discomfort so i'm not sure i mean i know michael didn't you know didn't have a ton of success in the postseason but you know i don't think the ankle was at the root of that and
1: i'm joined now by paul hoynes from cleveland.com paul good to talk to you here in the off season. uh let's let's get into this uh michael brantley situation a, a little bit and what we heard from uh chris antonetti today uh, what's your take on on the whole situation in terms of when the Indians are going to, uh, you know, just come out with the information whether or not they are going to offer an extension to Brantley?
0: Well, you know, they have until three days after the last game of the World Series. Uh, I get the impression that they'll probably do that before. I, would, I wouldn't be surprised, Joe, if they did it before that. You know, you can really do it pretty much at any time. Uh, so I, I would be expecting, you know, some kind of announcement, you know, before the deadline. I I, I would imagine, I, you know, maybe before, you know, either, uh, you know, when when the World Series is still going on, or, you know, uh, uh, right after it, something like that. Did the
1: uh, did the news of Brantley's uh, surgery that that he had on Wednesday come as a surprise to to you to anybody who uh, who follows the team?
0: I don't think so. I mean, obviously there was something, it was more than a sprained ankle, you know, and, uh, you get, you uh, when you can't play from August 8th through, uh, you know, the end of September, uh, there's something going on there. And, uh, it was the second time he'd injured the ankle. Um, and he just, you know, he couldn't run until the last week of the season. At least that's, you know, what the Indians were telling us. And, uh, so the surgery did not surprise me. I guess the, uh, you know the length of the rehab did uh, four to five months. Um, you know, four to five months, and you know he could miss the start of the regular season, regardless of who he's playing
1: for. So, so that uh, that recovery time, four to five months, would put him, uh, you know, pretty much right back in that same situation that we we sort of had with him last year with the the shoulder injury and and, and whatnot. And well, actually, the last two seasons. Uh, you know, missing most of spring training, not coming in and, and being able to, to get the work in, and, and that's all assuming that you know he's a, he's a part of this organization moving forward. Uh, if if they do either pick up the option or figure out a way to to renegotiate and and get him at you know less than than that of eleven twelve million dollar price tag, uh, what do you see Michael Brantley's future with this organization as being? You know, I, I, first of all, I think they will somehow they'll get a deal done. I think
0: you know both sides want it, and I think uh, they'll get some kind of deal done. And I just don't know what um, you know Brantley's uh, market value is right now. I don't. If you're his agent, do you really want to take him out in the market right now after two injured years? And you know he's he hasn't you know he hasn't proven he can stay on the field for a full season. So I would I would think it would be in the best interest of both of them both parties to uh, get something worked out either, you know, for for the 2018 season or maybe for 2018 and 2019. Uh, Where he plays, let's say he he does resign with the Indians and, you know, where he ends up, uh, you know, to me, I think, uh, you know, you've got to get him out of left field. I think, you know, he's played 11 games. You know, he injured – he blew out his shoulder out there in, in 2015. He only played 11 games. In two thousand sixteen and now he's played ninety out there uh this season because of the ankle I, you know you know from everything i heard he was he's a he's a very good first baseman he played first base you know in the minors with milwaukee and you know if if you don't sign Santana if Santana doesn't come back, I would think he that would be an ideal spot for him you know antonetti wasn't willing to uh you know to uh you know expound on
1: that uh but uh, I, I think that, that that's a possibility. How uh, how strange would it be going into the 2018 season to see Michael Brantley on the infield and Jason Kipnis in the outfield? That's uh, <laughs> it, 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 up is down and left is right with, with the ball club. Now. <laughs> You're
0: not kidding. Now that would be weird. I mean, and you know, I, I if, if if Kipnis is in the outfield, I'd, I'd like to see him in left field rather than uh, center field. <laughs> So we'll see, but uh who knows. You know, that I I think that's a possibility because like you know, like Brantley, Kipnis, you know, this is a low point of his value. Do they and they owe him a lot of money and uh is 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 the team
1: going to be willing to take him if you if you if you really did try to move him. All right. Kipnis, I believe is owed somewhere in the range of like twenty eight million dollars over the next two years. Uh, on on his contract, if 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 all of his options are picked up and and whatnot, uh, I guess organizationally the the outfield is somewhere where they have a little bit of uh, of depth with uh, you know you, you've got a uh, Bradley Zimmer who you know is ideally I, I would suppose Terry Francona's ideal center fielder moving forward, uh, but behind him you've got somebody like a Greg Allen who who showed that there's you know he's not too far away from being uh ready to to step in.
0: Right. I mean you've got Allen, you've got uh, like you said Zimmer, uh you, you they have uh you know uh, Tyler Naquit and in AAA. Um you know you've got if you br- bring Brantley back, he's another possibility. You know obviously he he could play left field if if you know the ankle depending on how the surgery goes, but it it seems like that's a uh you know, a pretty, a style. you know, a pretty, uh, uh, a, 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 the kind of surgery you can bounce back from. The track record is good from it. Um, so, I mean, but, you know, it is kind of, you know, you, you start wondering, you know, there is kind of some, some spots out there where, you know, it, it, does Jackson come back? You don't know. And, uh, you know, you've got Lonnie Chis and all, of course. He could come back. And he'll come, he'll be back and, 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 you know, and, and should be able to help. Uh, so, you know, but really, I mean, you know, that's uh. I, I would think you know when you look at this team, you know the the most question marks are probably in center
1: field right now.
0: I mean, in the outfield. In the outfield. I in should the say.
1: outfield. Uh, and they, you know, guys, he didn't mention there uh, Brandon Geyer, who underwent surgery on right. wrist, uh wrist recently on, on his own, and and even an, an Abraham Alonte who, you know, while he he didn't produce consistently, he was there throughout the season this year and. You know he's he's a guy who they can plug into a number of different spots.
0: Yeah, definitely switch hitter. You know, valuable guy can play all three spots, um, and uh, you know, so yeah, that's definitely and a uh, guy or a, that's a, that's a good that's a good point, Joe, because you know valuable. You know, he he really helped them in 2016, but the risk bothered him all this year, and he wasn't that as he wasn't that effective. Uh, you know, pinch hitter. You know, slash, uh, you know, uh, you know, platoon guy against lefties that he, that he had been in 2016. So hopefully the wrist uh, heals. You know, he, he he's able to come back uh, at 100. percent
1: As far as Brantley goes, I mean, is this strictly uh, all this hedging that the the front office seems to be doing right now? I, I mean, they they could have just come out and, and picked up the option if that were the case. But is, is this a financial? Issue. I I mean, uh, like you mentioned, Brantley's value right now being, you know, pretty low on the open market because of uh, the history of injuries. But when he's healthy, this is a guy who's an all-star outfielder. And and, and at the plate, he's as dangerous as any left-handed hitter in in the American League.
0: Yeah, I I think, uh, you know, obviously he'd have some value on the free agent market. I think a team would have to, uh, you know, think, you know, like, you know they'd probably you know take a risk on him. Can he stay healthy? You know this has been two years now, and you know so that that he, he hasn't been able to go on the field every day. Uh, he's thirty years old. You know that's kind of the age. You know where you're just kind of on the edge of your prime. So you know I, I think that's that's you know they would have to be uh, kind of a you know you'd have to you know kind of manage the risk risk reward. Uh, thing, you know the the segment of, of that deal, if you were after him, but uh, yeah, I think you know if if he's healthy, he's a, he's a great player. He's a, he's a solid player, and uh, you know I think uh, just from listening to um, you know the way Antonetti talked at the end of the season uh, press conference and the way uh, you know um, Michael was talking after they'd been eliminated by the Yankees. I think there's a there's a lot of common ground to get something done, and I don't know how exactly they'll get it done. I, you know, do you, do you make this guy a qualifying offer? I, I don't think you would. Why would you make him a seventeen point four million dollar qualifying offer if you don't pick up the option? And what, when when you have you have the ability to to re-sign him for eleven million, so I think you know that probably figures into the equation somehow as well.
1: Right. If they if they don't pick up the option, it triggers a I believe, a $1 million buyout uh, to put yeah. him on the market. So, uh, you know, just to play devil's advocate, uh, you know, we saw after game five of the ALDS, Michael Brantley did. He was sort of emotionally He didn't go around to, to everybody in the locker room, give him a big hug, uh, and you know, sort of a, you could look at it from one perspective and saying, you know, hey, he knows what's up and he knows he's, he's you know, maybe played his last game there. But, uh, you know, you get the strong feeling that that both sides want to make something happen and, and, and bring him back, particularly with the way the Indians stuck with him over the last couple of years and, and uh, you know, through, through his history. Yeah, I, I, I really do. I think uh, this is,
0: you know, I think there's, you know, there's there's room for a deal to be made here. It, it makes too much sense for it not to happen. But then again, this is free agency. <laughs> If they don't if they don't pick if they don't pick the option up, you know, uh, like we were just talking about, you like you pointed out, this guy went healthy has a lot of value, and you know he's he's uh, you know he's not he's not a, like a thirty home run guy, but he's a guy that consistently you know puts the bat in the ball. He's he's close to a three hundred career hitter. Um, you know he can steal a base. You know and and he can he's a pretty good left fielder. You know if when he stays healthy, he's got a great arm. Uh, we've seen him, you know, nobody plays the left field wall at, at progressive field better than him, um, especially on the throw to second base. So, you know, I, I think uh, there's value there, but, you know, he has to stay healthy, and he's got to show he's healthy. And, you know, so it's it's after coming off surgery, you know, and do you – how many guys go on, on the market coming off surgery and, you know, go on the free agent market? I I think – I just think there's just just too many – too many kind of strings attaching these two two parties for something, for for a deal not to get done. I think there's too many connections. You know, I really, you know, I think Bradley loves it here. You know, and I think, you know, obviously you can say that about every free agent. You know, they like it here. They want to stay. But, uh, you know, I never got the impression that he was, you know, all he thought the, the grass was greener on the other side of the hill there.
1: Well we will uh we will break down uh more of the the Indians potential free agents in in future podcasts here but uh, have have we heard anything just before we get going here uh heard anything about uh Jay Bruce Carlos Santana uh those are the the, the big sort of question marks out there uh free agents for the Indians uh, probably no movement uh, is going to take place between now and, and the end of the world series correct
0: Right, yeah, you know, I think, uh, you know, there's, uh, you know, you, you, teams can, uh, you know, you, your team, you know, like the Indians can talk to Santana and Bruce and all their pending free agents at any time. But right, but then after the World Series, there's a, there's a, there's a segment of time where other teams can express interest. They can't offer them, you know, they can't offer them money. Money can't be discussed, but you can, you know, touch base with guys. And uh but usually at this point, Joe, you know, you don't see any free agents, any potential free agents uh, really sign with their old teams. You know, if you've come this far as a player, you want to see what's out there. Basically, you want to you want to unless, you know, there's a special case like Brantley. But I, I think you if you've come this far without without the team trying to sign you or you requesting an extension, uh, you want to see what's out there. You want to see the offers. You know, you've earned that right. You've you've played in the league for six years, and uh, now it's time to kind of dip your toe in the the free agent pond and see see if anybody wants you. So I think, you know, we won't find out. This is going to be a long, drawn-out process, especially as many people, as many players as the Indians have, kind of sitting right there, guys with options and and, and just straight free agents. This is going to take a while.
1: All right, well, we will, uh, we will definitely keep our eyes open to see who's, uh, swimming in the pond, I guess, uh, as you put it. <laughs> but, uh, when, when all that starts to hit in the next couple of weeks, we will, uh, be monitoring it. Uh, Paul, thanks for, for joining us here on the, uh, the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast and we will talk to you again, uh, next week. Thanks, Joe.